1: They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. FM 104's Room
0: 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon.
1: You're listening to Room 104, you can get in touch, 0876797104, and every week we are delighted to bring on our resident medical expert to talk the weird, the wonderful, the strange things that she has seen or come across in her many, many years of uh, being a medical professional. It is Dr. Jennifer Wider. Doc, how are you?
0: Hi, guys, how are you? We're good. Well,
2: it's freezing cold here, so, I mean, mm, we're good,
1: could be but better. it could be better, yeah.
0: Oh, I know. It's cold here, too. It's just such a bummer. Yeah, right? we, have,
1: we have a lovely storm. Um, storm it was, Kira? It was snowing earlier on. It was sunny, and then it was snowing for like five minutes, ten minutes. That's it was Ireland. A little bit, uh, there we go, and now we're just getting blown out of it and absolutely freezing. But, <laughs> so, so maybe we will develop one of these medical conditions that sound like they don't exist, but apparently do, because that's what we're talking about tonight.
0: That's right. These are These are ten medical conditions that sound fake, like they came out of a storybook or a fairy tale, but they're actually real. So, and you know, I was going to tell you that um, seasonal affective disorder or SAD as its nickname is a form of depression because the weather sucks and we're in the dark too much. So, not that that's on my list, but I just wanted to say since we're all freezing cold and it's very dark (laughs) and unfortunately there's not a lot of, you know, sunlight. And Uh, and it's a Monday. And it's a Monday. And it's Monday, Uh. yeah. And it's a Monday. Yeah. And you couldn't get worse, so we're all suffering from SAD. But let me kick this off. The first one is called werewolf syndrome. It's also known as hypertrichosis or Ambrose syndrome. And before we get into this, just want to say that doctors have this way and the scientific community has this way of putting these really tricky names on everything. So I'm going to give you the colloquial name that we all call it. Yeah. And then I'll give you the, the name that the medical community put on it. So it's called werewolf syndrome. It's really known in the medical community as hypertrichosis or Ambrose syndrome. And the weird thing about this syndrome is it may be one of the reasons that, you know, when people went to circuses years and years ago, like uh, early 1900, And there were people that actually suffered from these rare genetic diseases that we looked at and paid money to sort of gawk at. Some of them had medical diseases. Werewolf syndrome is a a disease. It's a rare skin disease. It's genetic. um, And it's a condition that causes excessive hair growth all over the body, but especially on the face, on the palms, the hands, the soles of the feet. And fine hair is on the face and the ears. So people actually look like what you would see, like think of as a werewolf, you Know if you ever saw Twilight, or yeah. you know, you ever saw those scary things during Halloween. The people that suffer from this actually look like werewolves. Is I've th- seen this in yeah. that book,
2: Ripley's Believe It or Not. They oh, really? had, <laughs> I think, twin boys that had this, and I, th- you know, I was a child at the time. I thought this was just fake
0: exactly exactly you know it, it's funny because i think that we might you know when when we're naming things and when things are just you know during the sherlock Holmes era there may be like there may be some truth to people having diseases and being seen as these mythical characters it's a dominant trait believe it or not it's definitely rare not only does it come with all the excessive hair but people have this bulbous nose and they tend to lack teeth with this genetic disease and their face is more triangular than oval and it's a dominant trait so if one parent has this it's very very likely that the child is going to get it so if something is dominant in genetics, you see it in lots of different offspring if it's recessive it's a little bit more rare having said that this is a rare disease but it tends to run in families and it you know it's the kind of thing where you don't need a halloween costume because unfortunately you're good
1: to go yeah. you're just like, oh, God. Right. Is, is there any um is there a cure for that apart from obviously having to shave constantly is there any cure well, and, for that's, and
0: that's right and unfortunately, no. Like that's the issue. There's not really a, you know, a cure for this. There's certainly ways to manage it. You know, I'm looking at pictures as we speak of these young children that have hair all over their faces and you can use, you know, now we have so many ways to get rid of hair, you know, debilatories and like laser and, you know, creams and all sorts of stuff that people didn't have where you would just shave before and then you're left with stubble as a young child, which obviously is going to look a little weird. But unfortunately, there isn't a really good way to treat this and it's something that people just have to deal with. And remember, it just doesn't come along with the hair it comes along with tooth loss and all sorts of other things um and it's unfortunate but you know you just manage the symptoms no cure
2: but it is very rare really weird, assume.
0: incredibly rare very rare skin disease but definitely recorded through history and i'm sure you know this is one of the reasons that we've seen this in the literature that people actually look like what they deemed werewolves and it became a mythical creature but there are human beings walking around since the beginning of time with this genetic disorder
1: or or they're descendants of werewolves
0: yeah right exactly <laughs> I think that's the scientific consensus right there. (laughs) Nail on the head. Doctors (laughs) like, sure.
1: Yeah, okay, Cormac, you go with that. That's fine.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. The next one, guys, is called facial blindness. Okay, this is really interesting. The medical term for this is prosopognosia. And it comes from the Greek words prosopo, meaning face, and agnosia, meaning ignorance. So listen to this. This is, many of us forget names easily, right? I, I used to be the yeah. president of my sorority, and when we had a Rush, I had to welcome all of the girls in, and I had to remember 150 names, and I always was good with names. But the girl that was the president before me forgot everybody's names, and people would stand next to her, reminding her what the names were. It's very easy for people to forget names. People with this disease or it, or facial blindness struggle to identify familiar Faces, even people in their own families, or even tell them apart. So it's actually a strange disease and it's not related to general forgetfulness or memory loss. It occurs because of a brain injury or a neurodegenerative disease or a stroke. What's so interesting, you guys, about our brain is that depending on what part of the brain gets injured, you can have a lot of deficits that don't really make that much sense to people. So if you get into that area of language, memory loss, and forgetfulness, and you injure a part of it, you you have an injury there, or you have a disease that affects a specific part of the brain. You can have someone in your family that, like, has no idea who you are. They can't identify these familiar faces, and so it's known as facial blindness. And it's on this list of strange medical cases, you know, that sometimes make it to TV shows that we watch. These weird medical mysteries.
1: So what's i mean? You just can't remember. You'll meet someone for the first time, and you'll be like, the next time you see them, you have no idea who they are.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's it's a nightmare because it's like social suicide, right? Because you, <laughs> yeah. you meet somebody, and then you. And And it's like, you know, people that you've met multiple and that you don't remember who they are or what they even look like, you know, you, people can take offense to that. It comes along with other issues too, you guys. There are other deficits involved when this part of the brain is affected. Quite a few people that deal with it. And again, it's not just from dementia or regular memory loss. It really is based on a specific part of the brain that has a deficit.
2: Well, it's similar to Alzheimer's, but at least with Alzheimer's, it kind of gradually happens. Whereas this seems
1: more... As if it's from a brain injury, it's sudden and then
0: you don't know what's yeah. going
2: on.
1: The only, the only thing is, fingers crossed, in the near future, if they do a little bit more research, into this, you'll be able to selectively forget people out of your life <laughs> who you hate.
2: Yes. And imagine your
1: ex who's caused you so much trauma, you're like, I've no idea who you are, or <laughs> who an are annoying you?
2: boss. But what if you end up getting it's with like them
0: again? Ep- right. Oh God, right, yeah, right, right, you right. forget. It's like an episode <laughs> of, uh, of uh, Black Mirror, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we selectively can forget our ex-boyfriends and girlfriends and people that are trying to go out with us for Valentine's Day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I need that very badly right now. Oh, forget funny. that this yeah, is exactly. happening. exactly. Yeah,
0: oh. Facial blindness. All right, the next one is called Sleeping Beauty syndrome. You guys have probably seen this in the in the. Uh you know seen some cases of this the real term of this is klein levin syndrome and it is people have you heard of this you guys there was no. one of this like recently on an abc 2020 in the united states they covered a person in sleeping beauty syndrome they experience periods of excessive sleep and they can sleep for episodes up to 20 hours a day and even go on for days and days without waking up and what's interesting is sometimes it's well you know it's sleeping beauty syndrome but ironically 70 percent of the people who suffer from this are adolescents Guys, adolescent boys, who are, older. and of course, like. <laughs> yes scary right a lot of these episodes may be preceded by a flu-like syndrome so when people are awake they have like symptoms of the flu or they may be exhibiting weird behavior like eating excessively or hallucinating or acting childishly and all of a sudden they fall asleep for an extended period of time insane and they use there is treatment for this one cormac so they use stimulant medications to treat the symptoms of this and this syndrome is something that people tend to outgrow right so Mm. As you get older, the episodes tend to subside. But as you're in adolescence, for whatever reason this is, and it's classified in a neurological disease or like in the stroke area, but it's not really a stroke, people are sleeping for 20 hours a day plus or for like certain certain number of days in a row. And then as they grow out of it, it tends to just dissipate and then they never suffer from it again. Aww. That sounds like my worst beauty nightmare. nightmare.
2: It
1: sounds like an absolute dream. No. I guarantee it, right? If there's a 15, 16, 17-year-old listening to this right now who's got school tomorrow, just sleep in and turn around and say, oh, I've got sleep and beauty syndrome. It's a real thing. <laughs> I, I would love to get up at 7, 8 o'clock and go to school today, but <laughs> like uh, I have to sleep. It's a condition. Sorry about that. How does it right, get diagnosed? Exactly. It's
0: a real condition. Isn't it? I mean... I, some of these are just crazy you know it's hard to believe these even exist i think
2: doctor how would that be diagnosed
0: okay so the reason so it's all by like symptomatology right so there are people certainly that get sick and will sleep for an extended period of time or even people that suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder for example if you have like there was a case in the literature of someone who had an emergency landing in a plane and they slept for about 32 hours afterwards just based on stress and the way our bodies process stress for this it's, it's a hallmark of symptoms that preceded. So, it's consistency, sersha So it wouldn't just be a one-off that you're sleeping for 20 hours in a row like you're a college kid that goes on a binge and you're drinking and partying, going to raves, and then you just sleep for 20 hours. You wouldn't be diagnosed with this. This comes with a prodrome, like a flu-like syndrome or different strange behaviors ahead of time. And then these periods of sleep that tend to come and go and you would see it consistently for several weeks at a time and several months for a time, and then they would make the diagnosis.
2: Okay, because yes. I was going to say, I definitely have slept for about 20 hours.
1: I know. But it was after a weekend at a festival. And in this country as well, the one thing you'll be told is, no, you're just lazy. Yeah. You you need to kick up the hole. That's that's your diagnosis. (laughs) You're lazy so-and-so and and just get up out of bed, will you?
0: Right, exactly. And you can just say you have sleeping beauty syndrome. Although (laughs) I'm I'm sure guys don't want to call it that for the most part. So they can call it Klein-Levin syndrome. Oh, that's probably the the doctors that discovered it. Strong
1: man sleeping syndrome (laughs) with weights and beer. That's what we'll call it, Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Beer nuts, exactly. All right, so the next one is alien hand syndrome. Okay, this is called hyperkinetic movement syndrome. This is very interesting. So, this is characterized by involuntary movements of a limb. It's usually seen in the hand, it seems to be purposeful or functional. But it's completely not controlled by the person so it may be linked to a movement disorder people may feel that the limb isn't part of their body when they suffer from alien hand syndrome so if you look at this the limb becomes like you know the limb becomes separate from the person's body and they actually feel like this limb or you know their foot or their hand it's most often seen in the hand doesn't belong in their body and this also is caused by stroke a brain tumor or a neurodegenerative illness and when I say neurodegenerative it's a big term it just means a disease of the brain that tends to get worse over time is it also Which caused by like
1: lads being creeps uh, <laughs> in a nightclub I'm going, oh sorry I didn't I didn't oh, mean to touch your bum oh, I swear I have this weird alien hand disease thing sorry doctor's no...
0: No, you know, it's funny because you, we're seeing more and more of this on planes where, you know, people just attack the person next to them or decide they want to touch their breast or rub against their rear end. Hang on, you did the this, seriously, did you? What? Yeah,
1: you were, no, no, you did this. Did you not, were, were freaked out on a plane once and grabbed the person beside you I and wound up grabbing their boob?
2: I did by accident, yeah. I was meant <laughs> to grab her arm, but I grabbed her boob by accident because I was terrified. Oh, God. We were trying to land and it was just taking too long and I have very bad anxiety when it comes to flying and I was trying to calm myself down and I knew that the plane was not going down on time I just felt it it was just stalling for some reason <laughs> yes. there's a girl beside me and I was I was doing that whole thing where I'm tapping on the chair and I'm just trying to calm oh, myself down and then I went to grab her arm but I didn't look at her and I grabbed her boob like a full-on oh, grab but yeah. I'm
0: sure it's different when it's when it you know it's probably different in a scenario where you have anxiety and you're in the same gender I would imagine well I Why? Mean, was she, she very upset
2: she wasn't upset but she also wasn't very happy about it. Like sympathetic, yeah. She just kind of looked at me like, hey, it's okay. Don't ever do that again. It was very awkward. I kept apologizing and then, I mean, she just was kind of blanking me after that, so...
0: All these, there are these multiple cases, you guys, in the news of you know people like women falling asleep and waking up with a guy's hand on her thigh, etc. Mm. He can claim that he has alien hand syndrome, but this is too <laughs> rare, really. However, there have been reports with this, you guys, where people with this syndrome hit or attempt to choke themselves. Oh, it's nuts! Selling a little or a lot.
2: That's very strange.
0: crazy. Very strange. And the thing that can help this in treatment is Botox, believe it or not. You can inject Botox into the muscle of the hands or in the feet, which can temporarily weaken the muscles. And then you can try to work on cognitive behavioral therapy with these patients to distract them and distract the affected hand by having it hold an object. So if people have this. Feeling where you know this this limb isn't part of their body, they can hold an object until this feeling passes, and Botox also helps. That's a good idea. Right?
2: Yeah, very interesting.
1: That's, yeah. That's, but surely, I don't know. Surely, but is that something unconscious? Is that a, a specific damaged part of the brain that's causing someone to yeah. want to choke themselves?
0: Well, and and that's and that's where this is a little bit tricky, right? So, of course, we can see stuff like this, like in a stroke or if somebody has a brain tumor. Our brains are so unbelievably intricate and complicated that, again, as I mentioned before. If one specific part of the brain is affected by something, whether it's a growth or a lack of oxygen or a stroke or a disease that's degenerative, little weird deficits can occur on one side of the body and not or people seeing something and just can't get their words out you know if you ever see people post stroke you may just see specific parts of the body affected so i don't you know there may be some complicated parts of the syndrome where people would choke themselves but you know it would be hard to imagine after a stroke or a brain tumor that someone would actually choke themselves with their hand i think that may involve you know a little bit more to this disease you know a subset of the people that have this disease and not in everybody kind of creepy yeah very the only it thing is.
2: that I can kind of compare to and I can't really at all is the fact that you know when you sleep on your arm and it goes dead and you literally yes. can't feel anything you could be stabbing it and it wouldn't Then it comes back to life
0: then it comes back to, to punch life. in the face yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah Oh my god, I hate that feeling I've fallen asleep like sometimes just face planted after putting kids to bed mm. and just fell asleep on both my arms and then wake up and you can't feel your arms and you push yourself up but you don't feel that your body is bizarre I know, yeah. you know, you think it's yeah. never
1: going to come back slapping around <laughs> going, what's going on?
0: I know <laughs>
2: But actually, it's just true. And I, going off topic I feel like quickly. You're going to break your arm. That's it. Oh my god! If when
0: it's that dead,
2: doctor, and you yes. actually did hit it with a hammer, would you actually be able to feel that?
0: I think so. Okay, I do. You know what you have? What you have is an infringement, or you're impinging on the nerves in the in the hand. That's why you're not feeling anything, and eventually it turns into pins and needles, mm. and then you start to get your the feeling back. Yeah. I think that the pain of like breaking a bone would absolutely break <laughs> that immediately. You
1: know listen, what I mean? More than happy to try it live on the air. Uh, right. If we get it, you sit in your hand for an hour of the show, and we'll bring a hammer in and go. Listen, let's
0: try it. You, I'll, well, I'll ring you to let you know. Segment for your listeners. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're asking your listeners to put their balls in soy sauce and then to break <laughs> their hands <laughs> with a hammer.
1: I'll go oh, here. We're going to we put a disclaimer
0: on this next. Exactly. Reason. Yep. Yep. All right, the next one, you guys, is called Don't Man disease. The medical term for this is fibrodysplasia ossificans progressiva. Okay, that's just insane. We'll call it FOP for short, FOP. Or stone man's disease is a disorder when connective tissue where the ligaments and tendons meet or skeletal muscles turn into bone. This is so freaky. This is like Pinocchio or... Do you remember that movie with Samuel Jackson called Mr. Glass? Yeah. Yeah. That's this. This is that disease. Okay? So people who have this condition may be unable to move or may develop difficulty eating or breathing as their joints become locked in place. This is a horrifying disease, actually, and it's really, really rare. But this is what that character was based on. And they, you know, they sort of turned him into this anti-hero in that movie. Mm. But the first symptom for people that suffer from this disorder, and again, this is very rare, and this is noted in the National Organization for Rare Disorders, is that their big toe, usually it's the big toe that gets affected first. So either people are born with an irregular big toe, and then the toe gets the entire toe becomes very hard and becomes all bone. and unfortunately depending on how severe this disease is the rest of the body can slowly turn into bone. tissue ligaments turn into bone and most of these people don't have uh, you know the natural life expectancy very very scary that's terrifying
2: that is absolutely that's the creepiest thing ever
1: yeah like your ligaments and muscles turning into bone i mean it's like a sci-fi film it is yeah
0: it is yeah, it, it absolutely is. And there are, you know, there are multiple cases of this in the literature. And again, it's incredibly rare. But sometimes when we see like these superhero movies or like the werewolf syndrome and these mythical characters, some of this is actually based on science and medicine that probably occurred before people mm-hmm. understood it and it worked its way into the literature. That would be my guess on that. All right, here's a psychiatric one, you guys the imposter syndrome. This isn't an official diagnosis, but it was like sort of coined in the medical literature back in 1978 because they started to feel like. Like, they started to see this over and over again. This is a little bit less like the other ones because it's not physical or biologic. This is a little bit more psychiatric, but it was a feeling that they saw and a syndrome that was reported in women particularly who were highly successful, and they had a feeling of ineptitude, okay? So women that were, like, really, really successful in the office, and it was at the time where like equal rights were coming into play, especially across the globe, where we saw more women going into the workforce and things were a little bit more equal, equalized and women weren't, you know, they were, adopting different professions. Many women described feeling that they were inept or they didn't deserve to be there or they sort of felt like they were an an imposter. And it's very interesting if you were to interview a lot of rock stars or people that have a tremendous amount of success in a short period of time, they also suffer from this imposter syndrome where they feel like their professional success is just a result of other people overestimating their abilities. I've heard this quite a lot,
1: yeah. Yeah, you know, I've heard it with people going to the big tech companies. If you get a job in your Google or your Facebook where you're You're like, you're surrounded by people with massive PhDs and ridiculously overqualified and intelligent people that you're just like, oh, I'm not good at my job. I feel like an idiot.
0: Exactly. and it's really funny because I think the more negative self-talk that you do to yourself, the more you believe it. Yeah. you know, and there have been studies that the more we speak to ourselves negatively, especially if you speak out loud and constantly, it, you you it assimilates itself into what we're telling ourselves, and then we really start to believe that it's it's really just luck that we got to the place that we got instead of thinking that your professional success is sometimes individualized and you've gotten there because you deserve to. and it's something that can play into a lot of people's lives, and it was interesting because I Read this study with a whole bunch of people that attained success very early in life, especially younger kids who were rock stars, and they felt like it was just a fluke early on. And many people, to cope with this, turned to substance abuse. Yeah. Which is maybe one of the reasons we see, you know, a lot of young celebrities that get caught up in drugs and alcohol very quickly. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. Doesn't yep. affect us though in our job because we're very good at talking S H I T. Yeah,
1: but who's the best in here? So maybe some people are better at talking crap I than think the rest we're pretty good. I mean, it's top of the top <laughs> of the pile there for talking I, absolute waffle yeah. duck.
0: I get an award for that, too. Listen to this one. (laughs) Alice, this is some more. I'm bringing you some more SHIT. The Alice in Wonderland Syndrome. Here's another one that is psychiatric, but but there's a neurological basis to it. It was first reported in the Canadian Medical Journal in 1955. It's associated with people with migraine headaches. Headaches or epilepsy, guys. So, this is when you have a seizure or a migraine headache and you get a hallucination or distorted vision. It's when people see parts of their body as much bigger or smaller than they really are in reality. This is also reported post-drug use and post-viral infection, and it usually goes away with time. That's really weird. You know anyone who's... I've actually been next to people that were, you know, taking these magic mushrooms, (laughs) which are hallucinogens, and they stare at their hand. And I had a, a friend in college who did this all the time and just felt like his hand was ginormous. So, like, absolutely, you know, if you plug into that hallucinatory part of the brain, that's when size becomes distorted quite easily. And people report this also after smoking marijuana. But it is common for people that have migraine headaches that sometimes we'll see an aura or sparkling lights before they have a headache. Sometimes they'll see things larger than they really are or smaller than they really are. And it's part of our brain. Again, it's, it's you know, our brain is fascinating. So you actually can see yourself bigger or smaller than you are in reality or one body part or something, you know, in your in your line of vision, like a street sign or a car or something weird like that. God it this. just looks tiny, or very, very large. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't mind looking really big, to be honest. I've always wanted to be five foot yeah. six. Oh, right, you know? it's very
1: tall. Yeah, oh, a okay. yeah.
2: <laughs> bigger sir should be nice, would
1: <laughs> We'll scale you. I up.
0: wouldn't mind having like ginormous breasts, you guys. You <laughs> oh, well, that too. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice bum as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Listen, if you need bigger breasts, just contact Tara Murray. Okay, she'll be able to. She'll be able to sort you <laughs> out like here on the giant show you're on. Kardashian <laughs> uh, <laughs> rear end.
0: Yes, just exactly. For day. <laughs> yeah,
1: just for the day. Well, uh, listen, Doctor White, we could probably talk again for the rest of the night about this but unfortunately we're, we're just running out of time here and um, can you give someone or you know someone listening who wants to go and hunt you down online and see more of the stuff that you're doing <laughs> what's your uh, twitter or instagram and the usual places to get you on
0: absolutely i'm at dr wider d-r-w-i-d-e-r across social media and if you're interested i'm happy to post some pictures of unfortunate people suffering from this stuff but i always answer questions so if people want to send me a question i'm happy to answer
1: brilliant, brilliant. it's been a pleasure as always and we will chat to you again soon
0: thanks guys talk to you soon bye everybody